The content presented in this podcast is intended solely for inspirational purposes and is not health advice. The information shared is not to be construed as psychological advice or treatment provided by health professionals. It's crucial you consult with qualified healthcare providers for any specific psychological concerns or medical conditions, and you're encouraged to exercise your own judgment and discretion when interpreting and implementing any ideas or suggestions presented in this podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Sisterhood Downloads. I am your host, Jacqueline Byrne. And I'm Juliet Thompson. And we are so excited to have you join us as we explore how women can truly thrive with reflection, connection, and community. I am a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm a psychologist and coach, and we are both mothers of young children, as well as being entrepreneurs. We are thrilled you've joined us here at The Sisterhood Downloads. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the Sisterhood Downloads. I'm Jacqueline, and I'm joined by Juliet Thompson for a topic today that is one of those things that can be easily missed, but brings such a shift in quality of life to our world, and that is the role of nature in our lives. Jules, can you tell us why it is important to consider this and why nature has an impact in how we feel day to day? I think nature and being in nature and the effects on us is one of those topics that are really, really core and fundamental, but we overlook really easily. So I had put breathing into that, like the correct breathing techniques into that bucket and sleep and a healthy relationship with food. They're all the essentials. And being in nature is one of those essentials that is so easy to overlook because of our busy lives in urban centers mostly obviously um there's listeners not in urban centers and that's awesome but the stats say that most people are in urban centers right so the fact is it's harder than ever to get into nature on a regular basis but it is so profound the effects on our brain and our bodies and the research is very clear it's very 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 clear when a person spends time in nature They uh, have increased working memory. They have increased attention, relief of fear and stress, very, very important benefits on heart rate, blood pressure, cortisol levels. It's really profound. You know, we talk about magic pills and magic programs, but if we just came back to the essentials, for instance, nature, I think many people would be blown away by the effects. So it's something I feel passionate about because in the last few years, I've had the opportunity to get a little bit more connected with nature on a regular basis. And I have personally found the benefits enormous. Uh, So it's, yeah, it's something that I think that we need to be speaking about more, but of course there's, there's challenges in getting into nature. What would you say some of those challenges are that people face, Jacqueline? Well, I was going to ask you, like, what do you define as nature and what's enough? Because if we are living urban lives, I think it can be quite overwhelming. People feel like, well, what am I meant to drive out to the mountains on the weekend? Like, I don't have time for that. It feels like nature's a long way away. And I think as you touched on, we just forget about it, that our days go so quickly. They're so jam-packed. They're largely technologically focused and we forget that we're part of the system of nature, that we're actually a lot more similar to a tree than we are to a computer. And we're going to resonate in the company of 
other living organisms, um, contrary to how we most actually spend our time. Completely. And I and I think the best way to answer this is understanding it as a spectrum again. You know, there's no right amount of nature. I think the more that you have, perhaps the more benefits that you will gain, right? So going through a beautiful, you know, tropical bush scene, I don't even know what it's called, forest, rainforest, <laughs> there you go. Walking through that, you know, um, could could be amazing versus having a couple of plants on your desk. But it's about what you can access reasonably in that moment. And so if having some plants on your desk or in your house is what you can do, then I think there's an enormous benefit in doing that, whether it's sitting out on your balcony in your own apartment and basking in the rays of the sun and looking into the treetops. I think that is still really, really, really beneficial. And it's not just the effect on our biology. It's not just the effect on our brain directly. I think it actually has really important life meaning, life purpose, say even spiritual impacts, benefits. So when we understand that we are closer to a tree than than we are to a computer, although I like the idea of analogizing a computer system to our brain, but you're 100% right, we're a living organism. We remember that there is a bigger picture to our problems in that moment. There's actually an ecosystem that we're a part of. And this, I think he's seen is in this idea of when we're in relationship to other people, it's easier to be in life and to deal with our problems. I mean, not to get too distracted, but we know when people get to the end of their lives, they don't have regrets about how much money they made or what car they drove, their actual regrets and their things that they reflect on being the best part of their lives is about relationship with people. So it's fundamental in, in our happiness and our understanding of our lives. And we're in relationship and in an ecosystem with nature as well. So I think it can add a lot of feelings of well-being and self-discovery and understanding when we engage with nature as the system. And that reminds me of this idea that it's only relatively recently in our evolution that we've been so disconnected from the systems of nature. I like the fact that we're seeing an increase in this conversation, you know, women coming to understand their menstrual cycles as a cycle and working within that cycle. Uh, just one example, but I, I think we need to spend more time understanding ourselves as a part of cycles in an ecosystem. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I really like what you said about even because it comes back to being in a relationship with nature, not just exposing ourselves to nature, though it can be both. But perhaps when there's less, like if you don't live next door to a national park or you can't get to like the beach very easily. It could be having some pot plants around and just noticing them, like just spending time looking at their leaves, looking at how intelligent and incredible nature is, like noticing how your pot plant might re might regenerate itself and how the system of the plant works within itself as an organism it can bring a sense of awe and wonder, even looking up at the sky, looking at the clouds. I know there's some research on having natural light on your eyes within half an hour or so of wake, waking up can help enormously with more effective sleep and effective energy levels. There are studies that show even having a picture on the wall of trees 
or using color schemes that are more natural, like the colors that you would see in nature, greens, blues, beiges, that look outside your window or look at a, a natural scene and, and choose colors to surround yourself with from there versus um, more synthetic, more colors that for most of human history, so I love that you brought up this point, but those colors in this way of being in the world would have been fundamentally stressful to our nervous system because there are certain images we would have only seen very sparingly, which we're now just inundated with constantly. So mm. the ratio of natural images of looking out across a landscape of looking up to the sky to gauge what weather might be occurring soon to using our sensory system like smell and taste and hearing to help us attune to the world and gauge what we need is is so devoid now because we instead look mm. at an app that tells us what we need or that we haven't had a good night's sleep or that we um, might be dehydrated rather than learning those cues from our body and also within nature. Some powerful stuff. And I just had so many firework ideas there. One thing that really struck me, you know, those films, uh, those cartoons like Zootopia, right? Everyone have kids might know, or I mean, I used to love watching kids films before kids, but Zootopia is where you see a whole bunch of different animals um, as if they're human or think about Sing, Sing the movie. And on some level as an adult, um, we would probably do this a bit unconsciously or maybe the first time that we saw a movie like this being like, oh, that's pretty silly and echidna being a businessman or a koala, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we we run with it and we enjoy it. But we know on some level that, you know, a ko- koala couldn't really survive in an office block, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're animals too, right? And it is probably on some level just as crazy and just as jarring for us to be in an office block as a koala, obviously a different degree. But if we think about it like that, it really highlights the fact that our brains and our biology have not evolved to be in office blocks. Evolution takes a long, 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 long time. We are evolved to be in nature, but we've adapted. And that, and that, that's where we are. And that's great. Thank God. I don't want to be in living in caves anymore. So, you know, it's great. It's awesome. But we just have to understand that to maximize that adaption and to minimize those negative impacts. And I think that we really forget on a daily basis that we are a part of, of nature. So that's what really struck me when you were talking. And the other thing that strikes me is that mindfulness, you know, when you're talking about noticing, it's such a beautiful thing to do in nature because nature is one of those ecosystems where you can notice so much more in the finer, finer senses. So the smell, you could, when you've initially come into nature, you might notice one smell, but when you've adapted, you know, really noticing further smells, you could notice separate flowers and separate leaves, et cetera. And listening is the same. Initially, we might hear those surface level sounds, those big sounds, but when we're really quiet and mindful and still, wow, the things that emerge from from nature. And I think this goes to um, traditional and um, ancient forms of being in nature, tracking, for instance, you know, being able to read the landscape to survive in it. There was a light bulb moment when you said that because it's, it, that's actually so incredible how we would, or if you see like a, a little video on YouTube or something of a monkey in an office or right. sort of like, oh, how silly. But um, 
and and also maybe questioning animal welfare and like that's not a good environment for that animal mm. and of course we are too and yet we've um yeah we've just had this surge of having to adapt which completely is true that we haven't it would be impossible for us to have evolved as fast as society has developed so we we really are physiologically nervous system wise very similar to our ancestors 500 years ago a thousand years ago and yet like living in this unreal world and way of doing things that is innately stressful on our bodies yeah beautiful so some top practical tips then i'll leave listeners with if you've been at your computer for a long time or inside see if you can walk up and out and look out a window into the sky or go on a balcony or go out and smell um, the grass you know just take those very very small moments Uh, really think about our priorities when you think about getting out to nature yes it's it's hard to take a trip out if you live further away from nature it's definitely hard but actually when you think about how profound it is an impact maybe the reality is it becomes a much higher priority than going out shopping for new clothes when you when you really think about it so thinking about those priorities and then getting getting an experimental curious mind frame when it comes to nature exploring you know what kind of nature have you not been in before and what might that be like in urban centers there can actually be some amazing pockets of nature that many people don't know about so i live 15 20 minutes from the city but i also live in near an amazing pocket of nature and uh you it is just you couldn't believe that it is in the middle of the city. So encourage you to seek out those pockets of nature and explore them. Do you have any top tips, Jacqueline? I think just looking for the little things, like even bringing in a few leaves from outside to put on your desk at work or making a practice of noticing maybe to look up at the sky before you get in your car each morning in your morning commute, just things that are sustainable and approachable and don't take more time and aren't overwhelming to add to your to-do list. But just start to tickle that curiosity and relationship with nature again. Oh, that's a beautiful way of saying it. Thank you for joining us today, listeners. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.